If you're ready to blast through, defy the odds, and be the 1%, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The 1% Life with Joni Dillon, where you will learn how to master your mind, elevate your sales, and live the 1% life. What's going on, rock stars? Welcome back to another episode of Mindset Monday on The 1% Life. I'm your host, Joni Dillon, peak performance coach and trainer, and I am so excited to be here podcasting for you today. It is Monday, May 14th. If you are listening to this today or anytime in the near future, I want you to look at the date. Look at the date and how much further do you have to go and by when? How much further do you have to go to get to your desired outcome, your goal this month? How much time is left? How much further in terms of sales volume? And what specifically needs to be done or changed for you to get there? See, these are questions that we need to ask ourselves. And I totally didn't plan on going down this road, but apparently it's supposed to come out. So I want you to just do a quick moment of reflection. And it's probably coming out because it's approaching the midway point. And for some of you, depending on your whether you run on a fiscal month or not, um, you're either you might already be at the midway point. So I want you to do a little inventory check in terms of where am I now and where do I want to be? Am I on track or am I off? Okay. And it's okay to have that awareness that I'm off because how else do we pivot and shift to get back on? So no matter where you're at, take a mental note, look back and reflect on what have I been doing? Who have I been being? And is it reflecting in my sales? Because I'm pretty sure that it has. It has. And so when we can actually take that mental inventory of what's led me to where I am now, you can then shift and see, okay, if this isn't where I want to be by this point in the month sales-wise, meaning you're not selling enough deals, you're not at the volume you anticipated, your closing ratio is, your closing rate is way off, well, something needs to change. So where are you? Where do you want to be? How many days are left? And what needs to shift? now and really get a new strategy to do something different going forward right whether that's in uh, your habits your behavior your the way that you are selling versus not selling right what needs to shift and so we're not going into that today there's plenty of episodes that I do cover that on but today we're talking about something different I think I was just like supposed to have that conversation for at least one of you out there that hopefully got something from that so today we are talking about creating a money mindset to sell big deals so here's why this podcast episode is coming up. It's coming up because I know that there are some, let's just call them interesting mindsets, are going around in the world somewhere, especially in this industry, around selling big deals, okay? So if you've ever struggled to sell big deals, if you've ever struggled like mentally from wrapping your head around it or actually creating the value to sell big deals, there's something that's blocking you there. So if that's you, and I'm maybe not right this moment, but at some point in your past, 
then you might want to tune into today's episode. Hopefully you'll get some value. If there's something inside of you that really wants you to start selling bigger deals, but then that little voice inside makes you kind of hover and get small and then you steer away from it, today's episode is definitely for you. Or maybe, maybe you've had a hard time seeing the value. This is a big one. You've had a hard time really grasping, really feeling and understanding the value in someone investing that kind of money with you or your company, right? It's one thing for someone to say, sell a big deal. You can do it. Ask for bigger investments, you know, on their part. Well, yeah, it's easy to tell someone to do that. But if you're not congruent with that behavior, because it's a behavior to ask someone to buy at a higher investment than you're really comfortable with. It's a behavior to create the value that's involved to get someone to purchase a bigger deal because it all comes down to value and a couple other things like conviction, right? How convicted are you in your product, in your program that they absolutely deserve to, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to back up. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Or maybe you believe it's easier to just sell smaller deals and to get them in the door. So wherever you fall in that, and if you're if you're somewhere in that range, then you definitely want to listen all the way to today, the end of today's episode, because hopefully there's something that you're grasping. You'll really just it'll click for you to allow you to start shifting your process, shifting your mindset, and um, ultimately shifting your paycheck because that's what this is about, right? Is how do we create the life that most can only dream of living? And you gotta, we have to elevate our mindset in order to get there. And our, when our mindset is elevated, then we can also work on elevating our skill set to get there, okay? So here's the problem. The problem is there's a scarcity, actually there's three problems. I'm going to cover the first one with you. There's a scarcity-based mindset that believes that smaller deals are easier for someone to say yes to. When you ask someone to buy in at a lower level, right, then, then it's easier for them to say yes to. And sure, while there is some truth to that, I'm not going to say, you know, if you tell me to spend $50 versus $50,000, it's probably not an easier sell, of course. However, there are some problems that come along with that, and 50 is probably not a good example. But there's a scarcity-based mindset that believes that smaller deals are easier for someone to say yes to. And, and it just comes down to this. If we just get them in the door... We used to say, just get your feet wet, right? You can always learn to crawl before you walk, right? Get, get them in the door. That's a win. But is it? Is it a win? And so when we're scared to ask them to invest at a higher level, what, happen, what that usually means, rather, is that we are uncomfortable with the price. We are uncomfortable with that large of an investment ourselves. And so we often put ourselves in their shoes. And I want you to think about this. Are you doing this or have you ever done this? Where you really are putting yourself, your wallet, your bank account, your credit cards, whether there's room on them or not, your current financial situation and 
whether you personally have the desire to do this or not. Because we bring all of that, let's just call it baggage, right? We bring all of that baggage to the table. We bring all of that baggage to our sales conversations with us. And so what we need to do, number one, is recognize that you are not the one investing. You are not the one with the problem. Maybe there's a few, but not the ones we're talking about in this moment, right? And so we we all got them, right? But th- that's not the problem we're talking about. So when you bring all of that, uh, all of our current, your current perhaps financial situation that maybe you're struggling with a little bit to the table, to the sales conversations, you are unable to really serve them at the highest level because you're operating out of your paycheck, out of your wallet, out of your bank account, right? And so there's a money mindset that really needs to go along with selling bigger deals. And number one, it's getting out of you. It's not your money. It's not your money. It's not your decision, okay? Because just because you won't or you wouldn't doesn't mean that they won't or they wouldn't because they're the ones with the problem, right? There's, it sounds kind of simple, but I hope that it's making sense. So they're the ones with the problem. And so when we have to take ourselves out of the equation, and a lot of times I would see this uh, back when I was selling timeshare, we'd, we'd have, you know, reps that were like only pitching small deals, only pitching small deals. And they were personally, for, for them, there were several reasons why they didn't. We're going to cover some of those today. But, you know, one of which is that they didn't, they wouldn't have spent the money themselves. And if you don't see the investment, so this is, there's a whole conditioning behind this, right? And this is where I always want to, I stretch my personal coaching clients um, to really invest at a higher level because if you're willing to invest at a higher level, guess what? You're going to see that as a mirror and it's going to reflect back to you what your buyers, your potential buyers, your prospects, your, whoever you're speaking with, how they're going to show up to you. Because if we're tightening our wallets and we're expecting someone else to spend 20 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand, it's, it's an incongruency. It's not congruent. So you won't see that happening. And if you're really struggling with sales, I'd look at where are you, where are you Um, creating that mirror reflection? Where are you in your life tightening your wallet? Where are you saying no to things that really you should be saying yes to? Where are you saying someday, but not now, not today? And, you know, and I've talked about this a lot before, uh, perhaps on the podcast or other trainings that, you know, there's an energy. Money is simply an exchange of energy. It really is. And so if we're hoarding money in our life, we're really just holding on to it in our bank account, which is doing nothing, by the way, and we're just keeping it there and, and then we're spending it on bills only because we have to and we're barely paying them at the last minute, we are not sending out the right message to the universe, right? We are not sending out a message of, wow. When I give money plentifully in abundance to other people, it just comes back and it comes back more. It comes back in, uh, it comes back abundantly. So 
it's so funny. I didn't plan to go here, but it's amazing where you get led sometimes. So I just I go with the flow. Uh, but yeah, the flow of money, right? So we have to stop thinking with what is going on in our own personal situation. And the other side of it is you have to have total belief, total conviction in the value of someone purchasing a bigger deal, a bigger investment, a bigger, a higher level of product or your program with you. Like if you don't see the value, guess what? They will not either. They won't. It's just not possible because it's an exchange of energy. You communicating why they should, and if you're incongruent with it, you don't feel that they should really. What Not the words coming out of your mouth, but what's going on underneath all the layers at a subconscious level, at a maybe even conscious level, because you know whether you believe in the value of what you're pitching or not, it's transferring to them. They're getting it, meaning they're getting it that they shouldn't be buying it, right? And so we really have to be careful of, you know, if we are going to go down that route, what do we need to do to sell ourselves on why? On why? And one of the exercises I give to uh, my coaching clients is I want you to come up with 50 reasons, I think I even say 100, um, reasons why they need to invest with you, why they need to buy your product today, and then why they need to buy the upper levels, right? The bigger investment packages and programs and VIP levels, whatever it is for you. It doesn't even matter what you call it, okay? And and so they have to get convinced. They have to have a level of belief that is impenetrable, that nobody can tell them that they, that it doesn't have the value. And only then Because when we come up with all these solutions and just when we're out of, you know, excuse me, reasons, when we're out of reasons, then we need to keep coming up with more. And then we start realizing that, oh, my goodness, there are benefits to to spending this kind of money. There are massive benefits to investing at these levels. Look at the transformation that they'll undergo. Look at the quality of their life. How is it benefiting them from and their family from a financial perspective, from a, a fulfillment perspective, happiness, relationships, all of that. Because there, are, there must be a ton of intrinsic benefits that happen when they purchase with you. A lot of extrinsic benefits also, right? So what's happening internally as well as what's happening in their outer world. So how are things shifting for them? And the better you can do this exercise and like really commit to doing it, oh my goodness, it's going to shift so much for you because your level of belief in what you're selling is going to go out the roof. And if you can't come up with more reasons, ask somebody else. Ask some of your clients, why did you buy this today? What, what else? Tell me another reason, another reason. Start adding those to your list. How powerful is that, right? So conviction is key. And the scarcity-based mindset really stops us from from conveying that level of conviction to them so that we can start selling bigger deals, so that we can start asking for a greater investment. All right, so here's what we need to understand. When we do sell bigger deals, when we ask someone to invest a significant amount of money with us into our program, we're serving them, and they say yes, we're serving them at a much higher level. Actually, you know what? Whether they say yes or not is irrelevant because you are actually giving them 
what they need. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. So let me, let me not get ahead of myself. So we're serving them at a much higher level than when we actually give them an offer that's, that is when we actually give them an offer that is a solution to their needs, right? So not one that's a temporary band-aid, for example, or one that barely gets them in the door and they'll be frustrated with in the end. It might have been an easier, quote-unquote, easier sale for you. You didn't have to sit in the discomfort. You didn't have to justify the value. You didn't have to create massive value, just a little bit of value to get them to say yes, right? But then they're frustrated because it's not exactly what they needed. It's not the solution that they thought they were buying. And you might know that, but they don't until they get out there and experience it and go, oh, what did we buy this for? We don't even get the benefits that we thought we had, or it's not even, it's not working like we thought. We can't, you know, we can't use it like we thought we were were going to be able to. And so when you find the problem or the problems that they're experiencing right now in their life and really reveal the pain to them, it's about revealing that pain the pain being the problem, that they're experiencing, that they may not even know they're experiencing, and then you provide the solution to that pain through an irresistible offer. They cannot help but say yes. They cannot help but say yes. So back when I was selling Timeshare, there were a bunch of reps, I think I mentioned this, who would sell what we call 5 and 6K deals. And they weren't really 5K, like K as in 1,000. They weren't $5,000. It was actually more than double that. So we were looking at about $12,000 to $14,000, depending on when we were offering that. Um, and the reality is, is that those deals were not what it took to give them the right vacation plan. It just wasn't. Yes, it got them in the door. Yes, it got them to say yes to travel and to vacationing consistently and to giving their family a quote-unquote plan, but did it give them a plan that really was the right plan for them? If they're traveling three, four, five weeks and we're giving them a plan that gives them three to four days, that's not the right plan. What happened was we got weak in the process and Again, that scarcity mindset, that money mindset is the thing. Wrapping our heads around the value that's there, the value of them purchasing and getting uncomfortable and really asking for it. Well, it goes on both sides. The buyer getting uncomfortable and you as the sales professional getting uncomfortable to present the value and ask for the money. There's a lot going on here, but I hope, I'm pretty sure you're following me. So... The, you know, they would sell a lot of these deals, a lot of, you know, some of these reps that I'm thinking of in particular, they'd often sell a ton of them because like, ah, it's just this 10, 10K versus 30K, 40K, whatever it really took to give them a turbo boosted ownership to the, that really worked for them. Yet, here's the thing. If you want to sell, let's go back to value. If you want to sell a $50,000, let us just give it a number, a $50,000 deal, a $50,000 program buy-in, you need to show value. Okay, really pay attention to what I'm saying. For a minimum, a minimum of $200,000. Or you'll never get the 50K. You show the value of 50K, right, to them, 
and then I'm the one that you're showing it to. I'm spending 50K. Well, to me, it's a wash. And in fact, it's costing me more money. Okay, there's value of 50K. I'm giving you 50K. This is a wash because it's actually costing me more money because of the risk involved. I'd rather go with the status quo and not invest at all and cut myself my losses in case I was going down the wrong track, right? I'm hoping it's going to work, but I don't know that. So this is really where what a lot of people end up doing. They don't show enough value. They're not convicted in the, the alternative. They're not convicted in, you know, what it's, they're going to continue to have as a problem, as a pain points in their life when they walk away from this. And they might be convicted in that, but they're not putting a dollar value to that. Ooh, this is big. This is big. They're not putting a dollar value to that. And so when you can actually do that and show them and put a dollar value to what they're purchasing, they're often linked, they're often correlated, um, you know, the cost of not doing something versus the cost of doing it. God, cost of not doing it's got to be way greater than the cost of actually making the investment so here's my belief when people pay more they value it more and they're more committed they're committed at a much higher level than someone who barely has skin in the game and who bought a product or program that doesn't give them what they need and now they're pissed off right? Happy customers buy more of what they love. I saw it all the time back in the timeshare industry, vacation ownership industry. People would come in, they'd sit at a really small amount of ownership for a long time because nobody assumed they would buy something bigger. They're like, they haven't budged in 10 years. They're going to stick with the two or three days that they own. They're not going to ever move until they bought with me. And not always me. It could be with someone else too. And, and, and I believe that not to give up on them, I just believed that someone else hadn't yet done their job and it was up to me to do it. And I created the value. I, I got them to say yes at a much higher level. And I can, can, then I then followed them and committed to helping them get to where they really needed to be. We'd also see people come in who would, who would buy ownerships. And then all of a sudden you see them at a platinum level of ownership within a few short months or a year. And you're like, what happened? Because people buy more of what they love, right? The person who didn't buy for 10 or 15 years all of a sudden is upgrading ridiculously because now they have a program that works. They have a program that works. This is so huge. And I hope this is really like sending off, you know, light bulb moments in your head because it's so important when you realize that what they have just doesn't work. But when they have a lot more of it, chances are much greater that it's going to work. There's some other things involved, like they got to have a commitment to make it work. you got to be willing to help show them how to make it work, and you got to create the value there, right? So there's, there's other things involved there, but the belief is first and foremost, or we'll never sell them a bigger deal. We'll just think that, oh, they, let me just show them equal to or less than what they already have because that's all they're going to do, right? So that starts with our minds first to be able to stretch ourselves and then put ourselves out there at a greater level to be able to help someone else get to the next level. Awesome. Hope this is helping. So I'll give you an example when I talk about people buy more of what they love. Personally, and you might want to relate to this for yourself, I know the people out there whose products and who and who, like them, that I absolutely love. 
And I know the people I will buy from forever, those same individuals, right? No matter what the cost. And I'll eat up everything that they put out, no matter what the cost, because the value to me is so obvious. It's so evident. It's so clear. And I know it's going to better my sales. I know it's going to better my business. I know it's going to better my life. So I want you to think about that when you go out and you pitch and you present. What could you do differently now that you haven't been doing before to get your potential buyers to see you that way? To see you that way? To want to come back and do business with you again and again and again and again? How can you show up differently than you have been? And how can you commit to showing up differently going forward once you have earned their business? So key. And it's a place that so many people fall off. In fact, we can do an entire podcast episode, if not more, just on that topic alone. All right. So here's another example. I'm on like a timeshare roll today. So people would come in, and I know you guys can relate to this. There were times back in the day when people would come in with like four to five ownerships. Like they'd own with Marriott, they'd own with Disney, they'd own with Hilton, they'd own with Blue Ring, they'd own with like five companies. And people, other reps would look at them and go, oh my God, they already own five timeshares right? They already own five. They're not going to buy with us. And here's, here's how I looked at it differently. And I want you to look at it the same. I want you to look at it the same. Be stoked. Be so pumped up when you see that and say, hell yes, they own five timeshares, whatever it is for you, but they don't own with us yet. They don't own with us yet. That was my mindset. And that's why I could take someone who owned four, five, six timeshares and dig in because here's the key. And this is going to, I know this, you can relate to this in some way with what you do. Here's the key. They kept buying for a reason. Someone did not sell them what they needed. So they kept on looking for it. They kept looking for it. Maybe it's here. We're going to put all our hopes and our dreams and our money here. Maybe it's here. Oh, nope, maybe it's here. No, it wasn't there. But could you imagine if someone had done their job? Because I guarantee you pretty much all of those companies, or not all of them, but a good percentage of them had a decent product, had a good product. But what if they gave them an option to do everything in-house, What if there was an option that they presented that said, you don't have to go anywhere else. You can do it all here. And those trips that you're doing to Europe, those trips that you're doing to Vegas, those trips that you're doing here, guess what? We've got a solution for you. And getting creative and figuring out what is a solution because most of your companies have brokers that they can work with, right? Or or most of the companies out there. So How does that apply to you in particular? Think about it, timeshare or not, it doesn't matter, right? How can you, what can you do differently? How can you present yourself differently so they want to do business with you um, no matter what they came in having previously purchased, no matter what their past scenario, no matter how much they've been frustrated in the past? They haven't met you yet. They haven't met you yet. So it's not only serving them, 
It's serving you, and I'm going to share with you how. The second problem is this. You have to sell way more deals to hit your goal when you pitch small. When you sell small deals, you've got to sell way more to hit your goal. So think about it. How many more smaller deals do you need to sell? Think about like your smallest offering right now. What is it? What's the value, the cost of it? Okay. Now, I want you to think of like something significantly higher, like a higher tier program of yours. What's the cost of that? Maybe even go one up. How many of those smaller deals do you need to sell in order to make up for selling one, just one bigger deal? Is it five additional deals, smaller deals? Is it 10? So not only is it serving them at a greater level, when you ask them to make a bigger investment, they're happier. People who own more, who have invested greater, are happier. They're served at a higher level. But it's also now serving you at a higher level because, number one, you don't have to work so hard. Imagine what one or two or three big deals in a month can do for your paycheck. Incredible. For your numbers, your confidence, all of it right? So you have to sell way more deals in order to hit your goal. That's the problem. The solution, pitch massive value, believe in the product, believe in the program, the higher tier programs, the higher investment programs, show the value, create the pain, show the value, show the problem, the solution and ask for the money. I know easier said than done, said than done. However, you can do it. I have full faith in you. You can do it. Problem number three, big deals rescind. Oh my God, the elephant in the room. Yeah, and so do small ones. So do small ones. To not sell a bigger investment purchase because you're afraid they're going to cancel is absolutely ridiculous. I used to have a manager say to me, and I certainly will not be saying his name, um, just take what you can get. Just take what you can get. And this really cool accent. Shoot, I'm giving it away. Dang it. What? No, I'm not going to take what I can get. And okay, it didn't happen all the time, but there were some very clear situations that I remember that this came out. Like just, and it was almost like, don't be greedy. But he didn't see it the way I saw it. I knew and I believed that I was serving them at a much higher level when they purchased a bigger investment with me. So when you tell me to take what I can get, not only are you asking me to play small, to stay, to play weak, to not play at the level of a one percenter, but you're also not serving them. Does that make sense? So they, I knew they deserved to be platinum. Why would I take them halfway so they can come back and spend more later? Not having to spend more because it costs more to come back later. Not having the benefits of using it now and be pissed because they thought it would do more for them than it really does? I don't think so, right? And all I would say is watch me bump it now, right? And I'd go back in and I'd just, I'd already created the value. Take what it is and bump it to a higher package. Awesome. Win, win. Everyone wins. The company wins. I win. They win. They're going to be happier no matter what. It's a win-win. So guys, that I, I hope that was powerful for you to really just understand the money mindset that goes along with selling bigger deals and what some of the potential hangups could be for you personally. Look, we all have them. 
and and in certain ways, right? There's always another level. A person who has a million-dollar business has some blocks potentially, potentially, from getting their business to a million dollars to ten million dollars, from seven figures to eight figures, and from eight figures, you know, even greater. So how do we get those rid of those blocks? Well, we need to figure out what is it that we're blocked. How how is it specifically that we are being blocked? And, and then really understand the value and then the strategy of getting there, right? Strategy is you can't get there unless you ask for the money, unless you actually start creating the value and then asking for the money with conviction and belief that they deserve it and that their lives will be better, their lives will be improved, their lives will be changed forever, Oh my goodness, rock stars. You are incredible. You're amazing. Thank you for all of your emails, your messages on Facebook, everything. For those of you who are so incredible and showing up, you all are incredible, by the way, showing up to the High Performance Breakthrough Experience in June 4th through 6th. I cannot wait to meet you. And uh, I'm also running a promotion for those of you on this podcast. If you type in HPBE. 2018, all caps, go to the link in the show notes um, at the checkout page. You will save a ridiculous amount on attending this event. So if you're ready to take your sales game to the next level, you're ready for a massive breakthrough, you want to sell more deals, you want to change more lives, and you know that it's possible, you just may not know how, then you need to be there. We will help you. It's a three-day intensive, and don't let that freak you out. It's going to be amazing and fun, and you're going to be in a total incubator of like minds elevating their game to the next level so you can double your income. That's what this is about, elevating your mind and elevating your sales and giving you the tools to do so. All right, rock stars, check out the show notes if you are interested. And for those of you who feel like you are getting value from this podcast, you know what would mean the most to me is if you could actually share this with one, two, three people um, every episode, just share it with one person. Hey, do you know about the 1% life? You need to be listening to this. Send them an email, a a text message, whatever it is, um, a link to the podcast episode you loved. That really helps me grow and impact more people. All right, rock stars, until next time, it is the 14th of May. You've got plenty of month left, but trust me, it will creep up on you fast. Get out there, sell some deals, change some lives, create massive value. Until next time on The 1% Life, peace. If you enjoyed today's episode of The 1% Life, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And make sure to share it with your friends. We'll catch you next time.